I love this tweet and I think it was within the last few days. Are you trying to grow your business or just look like you're growing your business? Can you elaborate? Yes, I am loving that you're pulling these tweets like this. I was like, oh my God. For those who don't know, I am a Twitter power user. I literally live on Twitter. Anybody can tweet something out, but not everybody is willing to have people read out your tweet and ask you to explain in more detail. Luckily for me, my dear friend, Julie Lichtenberg, asked quite a few questions centered around some various recent tweets that I did. This is episode number 16, hashtag explain your tweets. Let's dive into the Q&A action. Let's go. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Troy Sanders. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. You and I have been following each other on Twitter for quite some time. Oh, your content is just amazing. For those of you who follow Troy, you already know he is absolutely a Twitter power user. And I wanted to touch really, Troy, on some of the tweets that you've had. You've had some really good points in a lot of your tweets, specifically about growing your community. The first one that I wanted to get into, and just kind of let you go, and I'm quoting, too many focus on follower count, engagement numbers, views, likes, and shares. If you want community, it has to be natural. But how do you respond to people who just demand that data? No, we have to get X amount of likes before this can happen. The context is not saying the data isn't valuable. It is. But we need to think of it as a benchmark toward our goal versus it being the goal itself. Sort of like you're courting, you're in a relationship. The goal, presumably, is to marry your partner, whoever you are, with that individual. And so the benchmarks may be, hey, we're doing a certain number of dates. We get to eventually meet the family. You know, we talk about the future. Maybe we move in together. All these different things. The initial goal isn't just to meet the parents or to, you know, have a dog and have an apartment together. The goal is to become one and grow this relationship. In the same way, in the context, that's the whole point of the community aspect. Data is necessary. We need that for benchmarks. But we tend to make that the focus point. If my following dropped by, I think when I'm at 12.5, whatever, followers on Twitter right now, if it drops by 0.5 and I'm back at 12,000, that doesn't impact me. That just means that 0.5 just didn't find value anymore with me and they're gone. That's cool. The context right. is I want to hone in on those who will. So that means if a drop off, that's perfectly okay. I'm yeah. not thinking because I lost 0.5. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Let's think of Facebook. Let's think of Apple. They have many grievances every single day where people come at them. They unfollow them. You think they're thinking about the drop off of 10%? No, because they know people still value their product and service. They still will come to them. And that's where they're going to focus on. When we're looking at our numbers of where our engagement went down 25%, COVID-19, 2020, we're emotionally compromised. We're trying to just do other things. I don't have time for your product or service right now. Sorry, I didn't give you a like on your cat video that you posted that had nothing to do with your community. No, no, no shade for that. Right. That's what we have to have to better understanding of context. Us as marketers need to level up and help our executives to understand. I, I really, really wanted to touch on this one because it, it just kind of reached out and grabbed me. Community plus relationships plus connection. And your follow-up with that is it's really about connecting and how you get out of it and what you put into it. Many times we just want to focus on the cosmetics. And anyone who's ever had to put on makeup, 
You know, it makes you feel good. You get all glammed up, but it takes time. Eventually, you have to take the makeup off. If you're only feeling beautiful when the makeup's on, and you're not feeling as beautiful when the makeup's off, that doesn't make you feel good. It makes you feel you're dependent on the cosmetics. In the same way, is that sometimes we want to focus on if my follower account is here, that means I'm going to be successful. Last time I checked, you can't cash in your likes for money. Our goal is to build a strong, sustainable business. The only way to do that is literally through community. Now, let me put be clear with that context. Community as in buyers, um, advocates, and elevators, or what I like to call bay. Some people are so focused on the community of just people echoing them, giving them all the praise and glory and engagement. That's great, but are they buying from you? Are they buying your product or service? If at least 30 to 40% of your community isn't buying from you, then you're either thinking too small or not big enough. And look at all the data. This is where data comes in to see what's working, not just what gets you likes, but what gets you to the doors? Do you ever have clients asking, hey, we want a social post to just go viral. That's all we want. And how do you respond to that? Oh, I love, I love this. I love this. Because at this moment, I just use this one example and then they get it. I said, okay, how about I put you on a billboard? And I promise you that 20 million people is going to drive past that billboard this year. Would you want it? Oh, yes. Give it to me. Oh, cool. That'd be, you know, $500,000. I'll take it. Yes. Give it to me. Okay, cool. Put it on there. We're not getting any results. What happened? I promised you that's how many people was going to drive by. I didn't say how many people was actually going to see that billboard, yeah. see the link or the phone, put it in their phone, go to the website, not only just go to the website, go through it and buy a product or service. That's a whole different framework. But you said right. you wanted to go viral, then go put a billboard. Right. You went viral. You literally right. have 10 million people or X amount of people seeing your billboard. Congratulations. Yep. The virality is vanity. Now there's some truth and understanding why things go viral when you can hone in on that, the psychology, the human connection of it, the sociology aspects of this community of why it went viral and replicate that in doses to drive a quality of action, then yes, we can study that and try to replicate that, that tenders to our community. But just mm -hmm. to go viral and hope that everyone, if let's say we were a car salesman and we want a viral tweet, well, I'm pretty sure about 65% of Americans already have a car. They either can't afford a new one, they're not even looking for a new one. A cool ad, bro. I like the ad. That's where you're at. So virality without context of knowing how to make it work is vanity. I can't think of the man's name who went on TikTok, riding a skateboard, drinking an ocean yeah. spray. Yeah. You know, that went viral too. And ocean spray went through the roof. And then you had all these other execs try to do the same thing. And people mm -hmm. call them out. I'm like, you're not original. We've already seen it. So you don't want to try to replicate something that went viral immediately. If I can say this bluntly, we've Go all seen it. this. Especially in the marketers world, you know, people post on LinkedIn all the time. I've seen folk and we've seen folk who have taken a post that went viral two years ago, put it in LinkedIn post now as if it's theirs just to replicate it yeah just so yeah. they can feel like they're flexing on linkedin and then i go to ask them hey you're making all this engagement but you're probably not getting the same results are you mm -hmm. because that was a one-time thing you can't just take one thing and just say it's going to work mm -hmm. if you don't have the right mindset and the right people behind you you can't replicate goodness so i always say all the time troy you're sharing so much value on twitter they can't replicate me but also if what I sow can help and empower someone else to modify it, to make it better for them, that's great. That's the goal. I love this tweet and I think it was within the last few days. Are you trying to grow your business or just look like you're growing your business? Can you elaborate? 
Yes, I am loving that you're pulling these tweets like this. I was like, oh my God. You as a business, are you just trying to look like you're somebody or are you trying to be about your somebody? Because if you're just trying to look like somebody, I know at least 10,000 accounts you can go buy and add it to your account. And you go, hey, I'm at 20,000K. I'm at over 10,000K on Instagram, so now I can get the swipe up feature. I've had folks who say, think if they get that swipe up feature, that means they're going to get more business. It's not necessarily true. We as marketers want to help you grow your business. When we focus on the community, when we focus on micro conversations to make sustainable income, that means not just one-offs, people who are committed to buy whenever they think of a certain product or service, I want them to think of my brand. Not only what we do, but why we do it and how we do it and what benefit it helps them and other individuals. And we keep growing that, we focus on that, everything else will come with it. Versus, I just want 10,000 subscribers on YouTube so I can get a certain feature, or just so I can just say the numbers there. And let me, let's say you get the number. What happens then? Right. Do you have a community? Or do you have people who just like you and will never engage with you ever again? I think exactly. that's the time that we make that mind shift for our executives, for our companies, for ourselves, even as marketers. I'll be honest, I shortchange myself. I always think, well, I want to grow the community. Yeah, marketing Twitter, they're liking and engaging my stuff. That's great. But I have to be honest, too. These are my peers. Chances are they're not going to want to buy something that they are trying to sell to as a freelancer or a part of an organization as well, are they? No. So with context, I have to understand that if I want to grow my business, I need to build a community of buyers. Mm -hmm. And we need to have a different relationship with how we see money. Money empowers you to do more for free. It's not the other way around. Mm -hmm. If you try to help everyone with a good heart, that doesn't get you paid. And if you can't get paid, the lights won't stay on. I won't have this home no more. And I'll be out somewhere. Versus if I work through the channels to grow and make sustainable money and continue doing that, I now have more freedom to give back, to provide software for free, you know, or SMB organizations all the time or whatever your goal may be. And I think that's the shift a lot of marketers need to have is, you know, stand your ground, know your worth, charge what you're worth mm -hmm. versus trying to take anything that you need. When we say quantity versus quality, mm -hmm. I would rather, would you rather have one, one $100 bill or a $101 bills? You can lose them. It can get wrinkled. It can get kind of hard. You might not be able to count them all. I'd rather have a $100 bill. I'd rather have $20 bills. That's higher quality. So yes, I get it. Times are hard right now as marketers. Desperation is real. You are not the only one who feels like that. We are all like, I need more money. I need sustainability. Rent is due. But I'm not playing around. Yeah. But at the same time, we have to know, okay, I can only take so many clients. So I mean, I have to raise my prices to and continually raise them and modify to make sure that I'm not overwhelmed. I'm right. not overworked. Mm -hmm. These are the conversations I think has been kind of in everyone's mind, but no one's really been vulnerable enough to just speak the truth and say, hey, I'm broke. I, I'm an entrepreneur. I look like I'm somebody. Maybe you got a blue check mark. All this mm -hmm. stuff. I'm broke. I need money. I need help. I think if we just all did that, we probably could help each other grow. Exactly. I've been told my open and transparent and simplistic approach won't me wouldn't measure up to the old ways. Be yourself and disrupt the market. And again, I just want to kind of give you the, the floor to expand on that. I haven't been in the industry for a good minute, about 10 plus years. Work with various corporations, different industry sectors, you name it. I know I'm only 20, but I, I guarantee you I've been a bit a part of everything. And I realize a lot of it is just 
just because someone did it first doesn't mean it's, it's relevant now. Right. Just because it's what made you rich then doesn't mean it's going to work now. Mm-hmm. Or because someone you've idolized for years on stage who gave you this one-liner that like, I'm going to be a marketer. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And you held on to this person, the identity of this person, and you just followed their books and their steps, not trying to put it in shape, but you followed them and then it didn't work for you. What happened? I think many times we can just create our own thing that works for us. You're literally disrupting the market because you're not doing what everyone else says. If Gary Vee says, do this, and you're an entrepreneur, you're like, oh, I'm going to do what Gary Vee says. This doesn't mean you're going to get the exact same result that he is or maybe his top 50 folk who are doing it. We have to simplify. And simplifying things actually provides you more clarity versus trying to make things more complex. When I can explain what I do and I have a system that helps me do it, and it's very clear, it's very obvious what's going on, I'm going to be able to produce continual, amazing results. Do not associate simplicity with just not being able to be powerful. That's not the case. Simple is better. Simple is, and you know why I learned that from from Twitter. When everyone's trying to explain all they're doing on LinkedIn posts and Facebook, and you have all these characters, 1300 characters to go at it, Twitter, you get 280. And you know, I come from a time where we didn't have that. This is forcing you to get to the point, make it clear and simple as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we really need. No one cares about fluff. We say Thomas money, and I want to debunk this right now, if I can on the show. Look, we say that people's time span, attention span is shorter. I don't believe for that for a minute. I think now with everything going on and we have so much choice as a consumer base, if you're not getting my attention in the first 10 seconds, you're not making, you're not putting the effort to make me earn that. That's not my fault. That's on you. So all these people are saying, well, you know, short attention span, you know, those millennials, Gen Z, everyone's now becoming a short attention span. No, you need to evolve with the times or get left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't have good content, people will just say bye. Bye. <laughs> don't blame the audience for your bad content. Don't blame the algorithm. Yep. Don't blame me. Do what you do and stay true to it. And if it works, it works. Exactly. So there you have it. That is my first official Troy hashtag explain your tweets episode. As you all know, I try to push the envelope and try new things when it comes to anything that I do, especially with my I Digress podcast. As a matter of fact, DM me on Twitter if you like this experience and want me to do more Twitter Q&A. Let me know. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Yeah.